0: Hi, welcome to Kids a podcast created by Kids for Kids. Hi, I'm Inez. I'm Lily. And I'm Evie. And each month we talk to people about their jobs. This month we're talking online with Leslie, a director of film and TV. Fact The shortest film ever made that was nominated for an Oscar was called Fresh Guacamole by Pez. It was an animated film and only one minute and 45 seconds long. It's pretty awesome. You should check it out in our show notes. We acknowledge that we are on the lands of the Wurundjeri people who have been custodians of this land for thousands of years. Welcome, Leslie.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Is the director the person who sits in the big chair? Do they have a megaphone?
1: (laughs) That's a really good question. The director, that's something that you probably have seen in lots of films and TV shows and plays where they show the director shouting into a megaphone and bossing everyone around. Technically, that is the job I do, but nobody really behaves like that. I don't know if they used to back in the old days or if that's just a bit of a stereotype, but actually I never very rarely sit down. I'm on my feet for a lot of the day because there are so many different people I need to speak to. And I'm when we're filming, I'm running around a lot. And I definitely don't have a megaphone as much as that might sound fun. I think it might make me come across as a bit too bossy and people wouldn't like me very much. Yes, I do that job, but I don't actually sit and shout into a megaphone.
0: What are some films that you have directed?
1: So I have directed a lot of short films that I've written myself. I also work as a community filmmaker, which means that I work with a lot of other people and help them make their films. And I've also directed some television. So I've directed um, a television show in England, which you wouldn't have heard of. And I've also directed a show in Australia which you may have heard of called Neighbours. Uh, I haven't heard of it. No. <laughs> well, some people have, but that's okay.
0: When you are making a film, how do you know what order from what direction you want to put the pictures in?
1: That is a really excellent question. I'm guessing that you mean what order to put them in in the final film, is that what you mean? Yeah. Yes. So what you're talking about is editing, which is what you do when you've already shot all of the bits and pieces that you need to make the film. Then you go into a um, room called an edit suite and you either edit it yourself or you work with another person who's the editor. And then you make the decisions about which order you're going to put things in. So when I go onto a set and I start filming, I have a plan in place and I've already thought about which order I'm going to want to put them in, but the really cool thing about editing is that when you get in there, you can change your mind and you can move different shots around and change the order of things. So you can change the way people have set things. You know, somebody could say a couple of sentences, and then you could edit that up and put the last sentence first, and it can even change the meaning of what you've already shot. So editing is actually a really cool, fun place to be because you can completely change the story from what you originally went out with the intention of shooting and you can change it all up in the edit so it's a really flexible system and it means that you can make changes all the time so whatever decisions you already made at the beginning you can change those decisions
0: my dad is an editor
1: is he Well, there you go. He's got a very cool job. You can completely change a story in the edit, which is a lot of fun to do.
0: My favourite film is Titanic, which James Cameron directed. What's your favourite film and why?
1: Well, I love lots and lots of films. So the thing for me about a film is, for me, I feel like a film has to move you in some way. It has to touch you. It has to make you laugh or has to make you cry or has to make you feel something. And there's one film that has made me feel like that every single time I've watched it and I think the first time I watched it I was probably about your age and that's E.T. Has anybody seen E.T.? Yeah. yeah I love that film because it moves me every single time I watch it even though I've seen it so many times I know what's going to happen it still moves me so I'd if I had to choose one film I think I'd have to say E.T. Yeah, I cried too. And you know what? I reckon I've seen it more than 100 times and I still cry. So I think that makes it a really fantastic film because it's moved me. It also makes me laugh a lot as well because there are some very funny bits. Can I ask you a question? Why is Titanic your favourite film? What do you like about that film?
0: Well, I did my passion project on the Titanic and I just found it really interesting.
1: Ah, brilliant.
0: Before I got on the podcast, I was watching The Dragon Prince and I almost cried on
1: it. There, well, there you go. So that film, that program moved you, didn't it? And for me, that's what storytelling and filmmaking is all about. So if something can move someone when they're watching it, then it's it's done its job.
0: I was watching a TV show recently and I noticed that there was a casting director. Are there different types of directors?
1: That's very observant of you. So there's a few different jobs in a set, on a set or on a production which have director in the title. So there's my job, which is the director. And then as you spotted, there's the casting director and they're in charge of the cast, which is the actors and actresses. The director will work alongside the casting director in pre-production and that's the period before you start filming, when you're planning everything. And the director will talk to the casting director about the kind of person they think would be good for this character or that character. And the casting director has lots and lots of contacts of actors and they will go and find lots of different actors to come and audition for the director to so the director can, can help with the casting director and probably with the producer as well, make decisions about who the actors are going to be. So the casting director has director in the title and they are responsible for the actors. There's also an assistant director and alongside the assistant director there's somebody called a second assist, assistant director and sometimes a third assistant director. And they are all people that support the director in a more organisational sense. So while I'm on set talking to the actors and talking to the camera people about how I want it to look and feel, the assistant directors are making sure that we're running on time. They're making sure that all the actors are either in costume getting ready or they're on set where they're supposed to be or the lunch is on its way to us. So they're in charge of kind of the organisational side of things. So there are a number of people that have director in their job title, but we all do slightly different things.
0: Is there a difference between directing a cartoon versus a TV show with actors?
1: Yes, there is a difference. So I don't direct cartoons or animations, um, which is another word for cartoons. There are very specialised directors that work on cartoons and animations. So, yes, there is definitely a difference. There's also a bit of a difference between directing TV shows and films because if I get hired to go and work on a TV show, that lots of different directors work on, that TV show might have a certain style or a certain look and the producers of that show will want every director that comes in to kind of stick to that style. There is creativity and room to move, but they want every director to keep the show looking the same way it normally looks. Whereas if you're directing a film, you have a bit more freedom, imprint your own style on it. What is the difference between a director and a producer? Ah, so a director is the person that's responsible for the creative look and feel of of the program. So um, the director working with other crew members um, like the cinematographer comes up with things like the camera shots and talks to the actors about the way uh, the performances are going to go and makes the creative decisions Whereas the producer is the person that finds the money for the project in the first place and also the producer is the person that gets all the different crew members together. So the word crew, I don't know if you've heard that before, but that is all the people that come together to work on a program and the producer is in charge of hiring all of them and looking after all of them, making sure that there's food on set every day making sure that everybody knows where they have to be. So the producer is like the big boss that's in charge of everything and then the director is in charge of the creative side of things.
0: Have you ever used a green screen and is it weird?
1: (laughs) I have used a green screen. Um, I have used it quite recently actually. I used one last year. It's very strange actually. It's more strange for the people acting. Because if you know anything about green screens, the actors act in front of a green screen and then later on in the edit, which we were talking about earlier, we project something gets put on that screen or where that screen was. So I've done this before. An actor is sitting in a car pretending to be driving and they're doing it in front of a green screen. And then in the edit later on, we get rid of the green screen and we put an image of a road behind them, a moving road. So it looks like they're actually driving down a road, but they're not. So that's actually more weird for the actors than it is for the director or the crew because they have to pretend in that example that they're on a road and they're actually driving when they're actually sitting in a studio in front of a green wall. So that's a bit strange for them.
0: Sometimes when people use green screens, you can still see a bit of green around the person. Is that because of the quality of the green screen or just the skill of the editor?
1: Probably more to do with the lighting on the day. The thing about green screens is it's very tricky to light because you have to light the people that are standing in front of the screen in a certain way that gives them separation from the screen behind them. And if you don't do it very technically accurately when you get into the edit, it becomes very, very difficult and you end up with that line that you're talking about, sort of like a green sort of hazy shadow I think is what you're referring to. And so it actually comes down to the lighting on the day and you would have people in the lighting department that would be responsible for that, that would know more technically than I would about how to do that properly. So it's really, really important that you get it right on the day because if you don't do it right, when you get in the edit, you end up with that thing that you're talking about.
0: Evie and I make our own films on iMovie and with our computers. If kids listening to this podcast are interested in directing, what would they need to do to become a director?
1: Well, firstly, it's so cool that you ladies are making your own movies. That's so amazing to me because if I were making movies, how old are you guys? Are you nine? Um, yeah. I'm Seven. seven. So that is amazing. If I was had the technology when I was 7 and 9 to be making my own movies, I oh, I don't know how what how many films I would have made by now. Uh, the advice I would give is exactly what you're doing. Keep making movies. The thing that's really cool these days that wasn't around when I was a kid is that technology has moved on and you can shoot films now on phones, on iPads, You can edit with iMovie and lots of other free software. And you don't really need, like I went to university to study film, but you don't really need that anymore because by the time you guys get to be adults, if you keep going the way you're going, you'll be a way more established filmmaker than I ever was at that age and you won't need things like university. So the best advice I would give is to keep making films however you can. Also keep watching them because the more films you watch, the more what we call your film language will develop and you'll just start to know what you want and know what you like and know what you don't like and it will become sort of second nature to you. So just keep making them, keep doing what you're doing. I think it's fantastic.
0: What did you want to be when you were our age?
1: (laughs) Oh, so when I was your age, I was really into, there was a television show that you wouldn't have heard of and it was called Fame and a lot of young people went to a special school for performing arts and there was a bunch of them that were dancers so I was really into that show and I wanted to be a dancer and I wanted to go to their performing arts school and the really weird thing about that is when I ended up going to university I went to a really similar school as that but I didn't do the dance course I did the film course so I never became the dancer but I kind of got to do the performing arts school in the end
0: Thank you so much, Leslie, for speaking
1: with us. Thank you for having me, girls. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening to Kids First. Tell your friends all about it. You can contact us at kidsfirst.com.au or via Twitter at kids underscore